don't know how closely you're listening to the end of uh, the letter from 2 Corinthians that Scott read for us a moment ago, but I want to just start the sermon by reminding you of that, that what's going on in Corinth. The Corinthians are a spiritually proud people. They know themselves to be superior to most. In some ways, they remind me of people who live in Gainesville, and in some ways, they don't remind me of those who live in Gainesville, but... Nonetheless, they have a little bit of a, a, a pridefulness. They, they feel themselves to be extremely uh, intelligent and superior to a lot of people. And they take issue with the Apostle Paul because Paul is not an eloquent, eloquent speaker. He's not coming in with Greek philosophy and sort of give, wowing them with his presentation. He has no PowerPoint he doesn't have anyone that goes before him to promote him as a, an international speaker. And so they tend to look down on Paul. They're also unhappy with the chastisement that Paul is bringing about them. On a practical level, they committed to giving a certain amount of money to care for the poor in Jerusalem. And they've not come through with that money. On a more spiritual level, there is some problems they have theologically. The major one being that they don't believe in the resurrection of the body. And so Paul has come down fairly hard on them theologically. He has asserted his authority as an apostle of Jesus Christ. Now as he begins to end the book of, first, of 2 Corinthians, rather, he's written already one long letter. We know it as 1 Corinthians. And he's visited now, this will be the third time, Paul brings his letter to a close. And he makes basically three points. Let me just reiterate them really briefly for you. Examine yourselves, he says. Do what is right. Build up and don't tear down. Now I'm pulling all three of those phrases from right within 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 5 through the end of the chapter. Examine yourselves. Do what is right, build up, and don't tear down. If there is anything that we need to hear on this Trinity Sunday, which is where we find ourselves, it is a reminder that we as believers in Jesus Christ are called to examine ourselves. We're to do what is right, and we're to build up and not tear down. Paul ends the letter then by reminding them that they are to love one another how is it possible, Paul, that we can love each other the way you intend for us to? Paul ends by saying what the East Africans call the grace. If you don't know the grace, you do know the grace, but I'm going to tell you you know the grace. I'm going to show it to you. It's at the very end of the letter. It's, and again, East African revival. Look it up, Wikipedia, lots to learn there. But the way... 2 Corinthians chapter 13, the book of 2 Corinthians ends, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. If you are in East Africa among Christians, that is the way you end a time together. You hold hands and you say the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Paul here articulates the doctrine of the Trinity. 
that we worship a God who is in unity and yet diverse in persons. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, of course, we tend to associate with the person of Jesus because Jesus is the one by whom our sins are forgiven. His willingness to go to the cross for our sins, to offer himself as a sacrifice for our sins, that grace, that undeserved merit towards God through Jesus Christ, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the love of God associated with the Father, of course, Because after all, as John 3.16 tells us, it is the Father, out of his love for the world, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And so the love is associated oftentimes with the fatherhood of God. We know God is Father because Jesus revealed him as Father. And Jesus related and spoke of God the Father. J.I. Packer says that, that the adoption, our adoption as sons and daughters of God through Jesus Christ by the gift of the Holy Spirit is something that's often neglected in our theological studies. We have been adopted as sons and daughters of God. So the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit Now, this morning, we're a small fellowship in person here. By the way, if you're watching online, we have plenty of room. If you'd like to come and worship with us live, there are plenty of seats socially distanced available in the worship space. But we're glad that you're with us online if you're not able to be with us in person. But the fellowship, whether online or in person, the fellowship we share is associated with the gift of the Spirit. The Spirit which comes to dwell within each of us that that reminds us that we are born again. We talked about the Holy Spirit last week on Pentecost. That that Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity is who allows us to have the fellowship, to be the living temple of God, to be the people of God, the holy people of God, a chosen people, as First Peter says. And so the fellowship is associated with the third person of the Holy Spirit. But here's the mystery and the wonder of the Trinity. You see, though we tend to associate the grace with Jesus and the love with the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, All three persons of the Trinity are equally invested in all areas. In creation, in redemption, and in sanctification. Now this morning I asked Nikki to, along with our downloaded bulletin, to include the Athanasian Creed. In the 700s, a bishop named Athanasius, who was a North North African by the way, helped to write the most definitive expression of who God the Trinity is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm not going to try to explain the Athanasian Creed any more than I'm going to try to explain the Trinity to you, but I'm going to tell you that it is essential that we not neglect to understand the beauty and the wonder and the mystery of God who is Trinity. Three persons, one God. You see... We know love because God is Trinity. Because the Son was willing to submit to the will of the Father for the love that the Father had for the world. And the mutual submitting to one another, which is an expression of love, 
as the Father, as the Son submits to the Father and the Spirit submits to the, to the Son and the Son sends the Spirit and as the Father sent the Son. This is modeling for us what love and mutual submission looks like and fellowship. We have a God who didn't need to create us because he was lonely. He was already in community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So love, submission, fellowship, these are all things that we derive because our God is triune. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If we're going to learn about love, we're going to learn about submission, if we're going to learn about community, it's essential that we hold on and proclaim and glorify God as Trinity. As complex as it is, one theological writer wrote, this is the God we need. This is the God who empowers us to learn to love and be mutually submitted to each other and to know fellowship. Now there's a lot of racial unrest in this country. There's a lot of concern over all sorts of issues. And I applaud the fact that this seems to be a critical moment in American history. But I will tell you, as my brother Carl Smith has told me this last week, what we need is not events, but actions. And the work we've been doing to build up unity in the body of Christ, black, white, Latino, multicultural, the work that we've been doing over these years, that is the work of action, not of just events. We've been meeting this week when we're working on a statement of racial injustice to put out that church leaders from around our city are going to sign and, and uh, courses of action how to move. You can plan an event quickly, but you can bring about action that leads to true change only through careful, deliberate progress. And that's what we're about. But in order to do that, we need to learn about love. We need to learn about mutual submission. We need to learn what it means to be in fellowship. How great is our God that he has revealed himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and gives us the tools to learn to walk together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.